0: You're listening to a podcast from 702.
1: 702.
0: The car feature.
1: On our car feature for today, and we are taking your calls on 11 883 in the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702. I'd like to find out... From all of you. Do you think you are paying too much or overpaying on your car insurance? The question today is how to know if that is the case, that you're overpaying on car insurance, and maybe share with us as well. How do you assess that you are overpaying? So I know for a fact, and I won't mention the brand's name, I know for a fact that I pay high premiums for my all my insurances, especially car insurance. However, as in high compared to other quotes that i may get however i have never in the many years i've been with this company struggled with a claim not once not once so for me i have the peace of mind that okay i'm paying higher premiums my my excess is not that high as well it's manageable but i've never had problems with a single claim so let us know your stories we're joined by our guest ernest north co-founder of naked insurance ernest how are you doing
0: Good afternoon, Rele It's nice to be chatting to you again.
1: Yes, welcome back. Now, this is a big one. I'm sure many people feel like they are overpaying on insurance, but I'm going to start with the, the tough question, Ernest. Do you think generally South Africans are overpaying on insurance?
0: You are certainly starting me off with a, <laughs> with a tough question, but that's fine. The long weekend is over. My, uh, my vacation is over, so let me, let me try and answer that. I think, the, I think the reality is that I think that you're asking the right question because at the end of the day, insurance is a financial product. We're assuming the, the the promise that you're buying, the level of cover or certainty, assuming that it is sound and safe and the same thing between different companies. Obviously, you don't want to be overpaying. Obviously, you want to be paying the lowest possible premium. Yes. Now, unfortunately, I do think many South Africans are overpaying and it, there's a number of reasons for that. One of, One of those is that historically it used to be a very difficult process to go about getting quotes for insurance and actually switching insurance. Mm. Very often you had to sit through a long phone call or even when something was available online, very often that quote is not the final quote. Yes. And you still needed to be called back and that sort of thing. So I think that sort of reluctance to go through that admin process means that many consumers uh, don't... Uh, give themselves the best possible chance of having the having the, right, um, the the lowest possible premium. And so unfortunately then they do end up overpaying. But the other thing worth asking yourself is when you are considering whether you're paying the, light, the right premium is make sure that you are comparing apples with apples. Mm. In lots of cases, yes, insurance is a standard thing. It should cover the accident uh, when your car is being damaged or that sort of thing. But in most cases, there are slight... And sometimes important differences between insurance companies in terms of what you are covered for. Uh, For example, one of the most common differences that consumers forget to take is what level of third-party liability cover you have. So if you drive into a very expensive car and that car costs three or four million rand to repair and you only had one million rand of liability cover, that shortfall is on you. So make sure that the level of liability cover is one that you're comfortable with and make sure that the excess you pay is one that you're comfortable with. So it's a tricky question to to ask whether it's, it's not just about price. Mm. It is important to compare apples with apples.
1: So uh, on that note, though, of comparing apples with apples, do you think that the general public are still misinformed or are not aware of the details they need to be looking at because a lot of the times a person, you know, is rushing to get insurance just to get the vehicle off the showroom floor and to satisfy the person financing the vehicle, that all they look at is how much is it per month, can this fit in my budget okay?
0: Yes, I think think the reality is that when a person or a business has complex needs, there definitely is a role for a financial advisor or a broker, but in most cases, for almost everybody, the private individual that needs car or home insurance, the the nature of the product is so simple, and the the, the level of comfort and protection that you're looking for is so clear, and for the most part, the products are so standard that I don't think there's a significant. Miseducation or misunderstanding. I think for the most part, we find that most South African consumers buying car and home insurance understand the product fairly well. But like I said, there are a couple of small things which are uh, tipping point or tripping points where people uh, don't look into specific details like understanding the excesses. But for the most part, I think one of the exciting things about true digital journeys is that consumers have become better equipped and empowered. When you're doing something on an app, you can browse the cover and understand yes. it more easily. And so I think consumers have been well equipped in that sense.
1: And do you think you know, the development of comparison platforms like your hippos, for example, have also helped make it easier to go to one place and get that estimate and then they call you?
0: Look, I think there's, there's, a, there's a couple of things that are important uh, in respect of consumer journeys and consumer preferences. The, the one thing is that consumers have shown all over the world in many industries, and insurance in South Africa is certainly catching up, that they don't like phone calls. And so I think the really exciting thing for consumers in using um, platforms like Naked is that they can do a quote online, and if you like that quote, that is the final price. You don't have to wait for somebody to call you back. Mm. You can can transact online. And I think another thing about consumers that that, that we've learned is that there there used to be this culture of negotiation in insurance, where an insurer would offer you one price, and then there was sort of the start of a game as to, like, how much are you going to pretend to not take it, and then they lower the premium, that sort of thing. I think one of the exciting developments in sort of a new transparent era of insurance is... If you get a quote online from, from Naked, for example, that is the final price. You don't. There's no negotiation or back and forth. That is the very best price. So it sort of removes not only the admin of the phone call, but also the inefficiency of having to negotiate because you get the best price up front. And so I think it really is an exciting time for consumers to be able to better check whether they are overpaying by simply doing an online quotation rather than having to um, speak to a call center.
1: So let's then touch on the question of what qualifies as overpaying because I think it it may be within context. So I, for example, as I shared my my own personal experience, I know my premium is not the cheapest available, but I also know – that the service has been impeccable for the number of years. Therefore, I don't feel like I'm overpaying because my excess is decent and and all of those into consideration. What would you as Ernest say we should be looking at to assess if we are overpaying? Because for me, I'm like outside of the excess amount and and the third-party cover – um, I also want great service. I don't want it to be mm-hmm. a mission, and then you, it takes a year for you guys to 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 process my mm-hmm. claim.
0: Exactly. Now, that's a very important question, and I think it comes to the it comes to the sort of principle of trust and reliability. Ultimately, at the end of the day, uh, an insurance product is where you you're buying only a, a, a promise, and you want to have comfort um, from having either a long relationship with that provider or from having really good word of mouth from your friends telling you that this provider has come through for them and has really treated them really well. Um, so those, those sorts of things, there is an element to which you can't put a price on that. And when you're comparing to insurance companies, maybe the ones premium is slightly lower, but you don't think that you're going to get that trust factor, then obviously you're not overpaying if, 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 you, if you're going with the one that you do trust. But I think we live in an era with, uh, with a level of standardization in terms of service provision. And especially with online reviews, if, if insurers are not delivering, they will be called out for it. Mm-hmm. And South Africa has a really good regulation system where insurers are, are kept uh, to, to keep their word and they're kept honest. And so I think that that is increasingly Not so much of a consideration. Increasingly, people are feeling comfortable to switch because they can see from online reviews which players are, and for the most part, most players are actually reliable. I think when, in terms of the definition of overpaying, I think it's a question of affordability. If you are driving a car where you can't afford uh, in your normal cash flow position and your normal month to ensure that car comprehensively as well, then probably you're driving a car that's too expensive, or the insurance uh, is you're probably overpaying relative to what you can pay. And I think then the last thing for consumers to ask is whether your insurance is appropriate to your lifestyle. So many insurance are standard products, but your lifestyle may be different. So for example, you're working from home or working sexually or even living in a countryside after, after this new sort of flexible work era we've entered into. If your car is not being driven every day, you shouldn't pay for full insurance every day. And so one of the things that many consumers, it doesn't work for everybody, but many consumers after COVID have really enjoyed the savings of cover pores with naked on the days that their car is not driving. So I think consumers, as a consumer, you should look whether you're paying for things that you're not using and whether you've got the product. That is best suited for your mm. lifestyle. Mm. I think that's an important part of the the question of whether you're overpaying.
1: So that whole concept of paying when you drive doesn't just apply to your supercars, like my Ferrari, for example. I only drive it on Saturdays. Uh,
0: okay. I, I, I've seen you. I've seen you drive. i <laughs> drive around that <laughs> <overlooking> Ferrari. <laughs> 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 I, I was that guy standing next to the road You didn't pick me up yes,
1: yes. So, so even your skedonk <laughs> no. you, can only, you, exactly. you can choose to pay for when you drive it
0: Ex- Exactly, yes and, and a significant portion of naked customers um, Only pay 50% on average For the, for the days that they are driving uh, And increasingly with people's flexible working uh, arrangements Those are very often a significant number of days in the month um, and 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 obviously, while you're not driving, your car needs to be um, is still covered for theft and weather damage and that sort of yes. thing. Um, but you but you're not driving, so you're not going to be in an accident, and so you're saving roughly fifty
1: percent. Yes, prices, yes. Okay, we've got a WhatsApp that's come through on oh seven two seven oh two one seven oh two. Any of your questions for Ernest regarding overpaying for car insurance, you can send there or give us a call on 883 double one double eight three oh seven oh two.
0: Hi really here. Now that you speak to those insurance people, uh, okay, I'm not much worried about the payment overpayment or underpayment, whatever. My issue with insurance, especially coming to the vehicles, is uh, the cars are bought in my wife's name, but they don't want to acknowledge me as the husband in terms of me speaking to them or calling them in for any issues. And that, it irritates the hell out of me, to be quite honest. Sorry about that. But uh, I can't get them to understand that thing that we are one. Um, uh, sorry, thanks, it's Cedric. Yeah, thank you. Please, if you can just take that up. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Cedric. Ernest, in a situation like this one, is there a poppy issue or is it that, you know, the wife needs to add the husband as a, this is, you know, how does it work? Because I hear his frustration, but I also understand from the company side, you deal with the person that the contract is with.
0: Yes, we. I can, I can hear the frustration. You're right. Uh, so there's two. There's two different considerations here. The one is uh, the technical insurance term of insurable interest. So anybody in a family that is, uh, in the case of two people being married, um, one person, even though you're not the legal owner of the asset you can still be uh, the beneficiary of, uh, of an insurance policy where that asset is insured. And so this um, the, the caller could be able to insure the item itself, even though the cost is registered in the wife's name. But if the insurance policy is in the wife's name, then the insurance company is right to certainly have restrictions on the extent to which the, 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 the husband can act on her behalf or contact them. I mean, one of the, one of the exciting things of, of a digital platform is that it is you, you, when you're not speaking to somebody, then anybody with the login details, and if you're on the same phone or, or, or you share the login details, can can transact on that policy, uh, and so that is taking away some of the frustration. I think that I think it's the, if the caller utilizes the digital platform, that will be easier. Um, but, to some extent, I can understand whichever insurance company uh, he is frustrated with. I can understand their position as well because there is a a poppy and a broader security risk uh, that the insurance company needs to manage.
1: But it is possible to be the owner of a policy without being the payer of the policy.
0: Absolutely, and even even if you're not the registered owner of the of of the item either, uh, as long as that's within your broader family or some somebody that is that has insurable interest, which basically just means there's some form of financial dependence on each other, uh, then you can insure that item.
1: So when it then comes again back to the whether one is overpaying outside of just going to check for a quotation. What are the other things a person can do? I mean, you spoke about the industry being regulated. Are you able to call, for example, the ombuds and be like, listen, is this insurance too high for me? And is it possible to claim back if after a specific claim, one can prove that you guys were overcharging me and um, I actually want to recover from the past however long? That's a
0: very interesting question. The the, the, the scope of the ombudsman uh, both the financial services, uh, conduct ombud as well as, or the phase ombud as well as the insurance ombud mostly deal with service levels and the treatment, especially in the, in the case of claims. Uh, I haven't seen cases where people were complaining explicitly about over being, uh, overpaying on premiums successfully at the ombud. That, that's certainly not been the case. So I think the reality of, of your, The the, the insurance contract is one where you can cancel it at any time, and especially car insurance with with most people you can cancel um, within 30 days. With some people on a digital platform, you can just, of course, press one button and it cancels immediately. But what that means is that if you don't cancel uh, every single month that you are implicitly accepting with that level of premium, and so you won't be able to claim back, in the past, if you if you found if you were found to be overcharging, so the the reality is that the the responsibility really is in your hands as a as an overall consumer. But I think what we've said is important in terms of uh, consumers using providers where they've heard good things from their friends and from people on online generally about a cons- about a provider that is known for charging the best possible price.
1: Mm. I think if
0: you're dealing with a company where where negotiation is built into their DNA, then more, more often than not, if you don't negotiate often, you're going to be overpaying. And I think that's quite fundamental to almost providing a form of guarantee at Naked that you're not overpaying because you, if, if you bought this policy, um, you, you are paying the best possible price that Naked can offer.
1: All right. Thank you so, so much, Ernest North, uh, for joining us for this conversation around overpaying on car insurance. And of course, that means you can take the time yourself to go and explore. And in some cases, you can also negotiate, but take into consideration All of the other items that you might not be looking at, not just the excess, look at um, claiming, being able to claim for possibly being in an accident with a very expensive car as well. Uh, All of our conversations for today will be available for podcast. Go to 702.co.za.